This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of The Podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by PoppyApparel.com. It is the fall season upon us, ladies and gentlemen, so if you are a lady, go buy yourself something nice at poppyapparel.com, and if you're a man, go buy yourself something nice for your woman. You get 10% off if you use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D once you check out, and it's free shipping worldwide. So So to all my international fans, you have no excuse now, and also to everybody internationally and, I guess, North Americanly, if that's a word. But anyways, go to wehavemerch.com because I have stuff there for sale. I have mugs, women's tees, and men's tees that you could buy and purchase and help support the podcast. Please do that. Everything's in American currency. And obviously, if you live in the States, it's a bit cheaper. But if you live everywhere else, they'll still get it to you. But of course, at a price of shipping and handling. Also, every Sundays, go to EMZT Radio. I don't know their website, Google it, they're the only EMZT radio around, so I'm sure if you just punch in EMZT radio, their player will come up and listen to the podcast every Sunday on their podcast block in between the times of about 1 and 6, I'm usually around 3, 4, and obviously listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and go to podbros.com because they are which the network I am being supported by and which I am on. So go to podbros.com. You can listen to the show there as well. And if you do listen to the show on podbros.com and you shop on Amazon, click on their little Amazon banner they got sitting there on their website. Takes you two seconds, costs you zero, helps them out, which obviously helps me out. So this week's guest is a fellow Canadian. All the way from Timmins, Ontario, we have producer extraordinaire, Ruben Ocean. Yes, yes. How's it going? How's it going? What's up, man? What's going on with you? Just chilling, having my first coffee of the day, also having my first joint of the day. Cheers. I wanted to wait until you called me before I sparked up the J for some reason, and uh, <laughs> it's now sparked. Well, that's what we like here on the podcast. Unfortunately, I do mine indoors, 
And where I have my studio is also in my house, which I share with my wife. Yeah, fair enough. And I've said it before, and I don't smoke in studio. So I always have to smoke before and after I do these things. I can never smoke during. Yeah, I guess it'd look a little weird if it's a podcast. You'd, look, you'd be like Joe Rogan. See, and that's who ever, everyone compares me to Joe Rogan slash Howard Stern, but I know it's a compliment, but I'm trying to make sure. my own trail, and I'm not picking off of them. Maybe the central idea of talking to people and making it like a chill type of vibe. <laughs> But at the same time, I'm not as ignorant or stupid as Howard Stern. And I'm not as stern and as t- of, of a tough guy like Joe Rogan is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fair enough. Very true, very true. That is Joe Rogan's thing, for sure. <laughs> but he's the man. Plus, he's the man. Yeah, for sure. Plus, plus you're Canadian, so there's a, there's a good opportunity there to kind of chisel out your own brand, for sure. Because Canadians are... Uh, you got a different vibe here. I talk to a lot of Americans, and right. they think I have an accent, which is fucking hilarious. Right, and I don't, I don't, I can't hear your accent. To me, it sounds like you're right here in Toronto beside me. And people say the same thing about me that I have an accent as well. And I'm like, what accent? Yeah. They're like, oh, you have a Toronto downtown accent. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yep. But anyways, yeah, true. I, it's just fucked up. Had a big, big truck going by, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't hear it either, but I think Americans have accents, so I guess it makes sense. Well, obviously, the more south you go, they have the accent, right? But I do notice, because I went to Vancouver, and there's a lot of people out there that have that Canadian accent that people say that all Canadians have. Because yeah. it is around. It is there. It's just, I don't know, I guess we're more, I don't know, urbanized? Well, is that a, I guess the, the more north you get in Canada is like the more south you get in America. That's true. That's a good analogy. Yeah, you you go south in America, you're going to hear y'all, y'all. The more northern you get in Canada, you're going to hear, hey, bud. <laughs> See, that's perfect. All right, so let's get into it. I said that you're a hip-hop producer. I am. So what do you produce, man? Like, what type of hip-hop are you into? You into trap? You into like, old school? Just trap. Oh, like, so um, you do trap. Uh-oh. I'm not going to fucking cap Uh-oh. and say I'm into all music. I listen to a lot of trap music. I don't know what it is. I don't sell drugs myself. Like, I live right. in Timmins, Ontario. But all I listen to is, like, these young niggas fucking selling drugs and shooting guns. I don't know what it is. I just, oh, it's the beats, actually, now that I think about it. It has to be the beats. Because most of the niggas I listen to, they're not even that good. But the beats are fire. So I listen to, like, just straight trap. Like, you probably wouldn't even know half the niggas that, that I listen to. Probably not. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know I'd say maybe the most mainstream uh, not even like I guess I used to like the Migos I guess that's the, the closest they okay. could get when they were rapping about trap shit right 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 yeah not nowadays obviously yeah exactly so like that, I guess that's my most mainstream person that are people that I listen to but I don't even really listen once 21 Savage got out of the hood I stopped tuning into him too right you see that's yeah. but see I'm the opposite because I'm from a different era. I'm from the 90s and 2000s hip-hop, right? So the, so I say the golden age of hip-hop, right? It's a golden era, yeah. <laughs> so to me, that's what I compare everything to, which I shouldn't because everything is what everyone likes. And I totally understand because with me growing up, I used to hear my old man and everyone else in my family say, oh, why are you listening to all that fucking music? All they do is say, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, and now exactly. I see myself saying the same thing about, like, for example, mumble rap. Oh, what the fuck is that shit? It's just people going blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's not fucking rapping. But yeah. I guess it's what you're into and what you grow up with, which makes the genre, right? So I can't be pointing fingers now that I'm older. Yeah. 
Exactly. And like I came up in the era of mumble rap, so I like it and I respect it. But I'm sure once I have kids and this shit's fucking surpassed mumble rap, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? See? Listen to this shit. I'm going to pull up some little pump and be like, see, this is what me and your mom fucking used to listen to. This is the, the re- this is real rap. <laughs> oh, my God. You see, that's what I do with, with, with my cousin because he, he's in his early 20s. Actually, he's an aspiring rapper, right? He's performed nice. a couple of times and he has his SoundCloud page and all that. He's, he's not too bad, right? But obviously, he's still, as they say, green. But like... I try and tell him, like, he goes, oh, did you listen to this? And I go and listen to his page and who he follows and everything. I'm like, bro, I can't. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, this does not compare. And then I'll shoot him over something, like, back in the day from, like, Snoop or Tupac or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's good. And I'm like, yeah, it's good. What the fuck are you talking about? This is the best thing ever. <laughs> but, yeah, what can you do? It is what it is, man. Yeah, fair enough. I, I don't necessarily expect the younger generation. Well, I guess I'm the younger generation, too. I'm in my mid-20s to really listen to that, like hear it, you know, like actually right. listen to it. Like I listen a little, I don't, well, I, don't I guess I don't really listen to Lil Pump, but I'm part of that uh, fabric, if you will, that era. Right. But like I listened to Illmatic a month ago. Oh, there and you go. There was bars in there that blew my fucking mind. See, you know? exactly. And I, I think that's what people of my generation are more pissed off at is that the art of rapping is getting lost versus just getting a hit. Yeah, exactly. It's not a, it's not a lyricism slash art game necessarily anymore. It's more of a, a content, content game. It's more of a vibe. It's a vibe now. Exactly. All right. So, who are your okay? Because I put out the question on Twitter. You retweeted it for me. I even put it on Instagram and everything. And the most common question was first MGK and Eminem situation, which we'll get into, of course. Yep. And then was who's your favorite rapper, favorite song, favorite producer? So if you want to rattle yeah. those off first, um, my favorite <coughs> rapper sure. has got to be holy fuck. <coughs> That's a pretty crazy one, man. Okay, what are you into right now? Who who are you digging? Right, if you were, if someone was to say, what are you listening to? What's your go to song on your shuffle? What would you put on right now? <laughs> Man, I just search for a, a dope mixtape I like. When I okay. find a mixtape, I listen to it every day, all day, for uh, at least a week. And right now, I'm listening to a nigga called Rockstar Marco, if anyone knows who that is. He's like no, Hoodrich Pop. Like, I guess I listen to the subsidies of the popping guys. Right. Like, the Migos have a buddy named Hoodrich Paul Lawan. He's pretty popping. Uh, he's one of my favorite rappers. Now I'm listening to all his little little cousins and little brothers and whatever. Right. So that's who Rockstar Marco is. So I'm like, I'm listening to the people that are like, that have the opportunity to come up. Like this guy's associated with Gucci Mane, but he's still okay. selling drugs in the streets kind of thing. Right. So I've just been listening to him steady for the last week. So right now, Rockstar Marco is my favorite rapper, although... By this time next week, I will have forgotten about him. See, and that's the other thing about your generation. There's no fucking loyalty, man. No loyalty. No ride or die anymore. It's true. It's like, if you think back in the day, even when 50 Cent was dropping music, right. like, he put out one album every two years. Like, yeah. niggas were cool with 12 songs over 24 months. Like, it was good. Like, you're no good to go. But now you need a mixtape every... Like, if you listen to Future, like, you're getting a mixtape every three months. That's crazy if you think about it. Well, if, if it's at least solid and good to listen to, that's crazy. Now, if he's just putting nonsense out, then what's the point as well? 
Yeah, I'd say the the biggest example I have of the the attention span of the music industry is the album uh, What a Time to Be Alive, if you remember that. Right. That album, in my opinion, was one of the like hardest albums that has come out in so long. It was so good. Future and Drake going back and forth. It was amazing. And everyone loved that album right. for two weeks. And then we all moved on. Literally, and it was the hottest. Like it was the hottest, and it lasted two, three weeks. You don't hear the Jump Man anymore. Or nothing know. from there. Like that was a year and a half ago. That's like ten years now. It's so true because I think about that. Like even as a kid, when I used to listen to music on the radio, when it would be out for two months, because back then, obviously, there was this there was this lag in between when something was get released in the stores and then played on the radio. So if yeah. you didn't have the CD, you'd have to wait a couple of weeks before it's on the radio, and vice versa, right? Yep. So once it got to that certain point, everyone's like, okay, it's already over. But I, I mean, sorry, you got to listen to it and then you still had two months of it, right? But now yep. you can't wait that long. It has to be instantaneously. And if you're not trending for a week, oh, I'll see you later. Bye. Exactly. It's all traction. It's all, uh, it's literally all traction. That's, That's fucking it. nuts. All right. Let's well, say 50% of what's going on in the game now is is not your music like if Lil politics Pump just had music and nobody knew what he looked like he wouldn't be as poppin like he has the demeanor of a fucking stupid xanax guy and that's what people are interested in i know that's so true don't even get me started on those type of guys that are rapping but anyways what about your favorite producer um i think my favorite producer fuck this is another hard question i don't really fuck with anybody like that i guess i uh-huh. listen to so many niggas that i don't really know right i'd say that the person that i look up to the most okay how about that in, yeah. in production would be sizzle from 808 mafia okay not necessarily because of his beats but just how he handles himself you know he's the leader of 808 mafia he's a very big business mogul in my mind right okay that's pretty cool okay well i know you do have a youtube page so if i do We'll plug that afterwards as well. I'll, get, I'll let you plug all your shit and get your stuff out there. For sure. Thank but you. I noticed how many tracks you have on there, speaking of trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And I noticed, and this is the thing I've always wanted to ask a producer, when they put their shit out there and it says free. What does that exactly mean, free? Does it mean any fucking guy could come off the street, rip that off YouTube, rap over it and make money and you get shit? Like, how no, does that, that exactly work? It's clickbait. It's clickbait. It's, it's legitimately 100% clickbait. Okay. Like, you can come on my YouTube channel, download the beat, and rap over it, and put it on your YouTube if you want. Right. But if you're doing anything legit with it, like Spotify or anything, it's not free. So the free is legitimately just clickbait, 100%. Like all of these beats, I end up selling them. But if you download them for free and do a song that I don't know about, I guess that's free to you. But well, as soon as as soon as it hits Spotify or whatever, you got to go through my manager. Gotcha. Okay, because I sort of thought that. I'm like, this is too good to be true because why would all these guys just put out free shit when they could yeah. collaborate with other fucking guys and rap over it? You know what I mean? Yeah, legitimately clickbait. Like, I guess in theory, it kind of is free. You could download it, do a song over it. You don't even have to tell me. I used to do that all the time when I was rapping. <laughs> Put it on SoundCloud. You don't even... I assume most of these guys aren't even giving me credit. Why would they if they don't have to? And, That's uh, true, too. Yeah, it just goes. But the benefit to that, to me, is, like, these guys that are doing that anyways, they're not... Like, they can only afford free, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, So even if you go after them, you're not going to get shit anyways, right? Yeah, exactly. Plus, my name, like my tag, is throughout all of those beats. So, like, Which if I they noticed, do use yeah. it, 
I'm, it's plugging my shit five times in their right. song anyway. So a lot of people will message me and say, hey, can I get the untagged version of this beat? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so like these guys can only download an MP3 with a bunch of tags on it, but there's the option to get the WAV file, uh, to get the track outs, to get the untagged version. So you know what? That version actually is free now that I think about it. Oh, so there you go. Because, okay, again, I'm not into trap, and most of your beats are trap beats. Yeah. But I did manage to... I literally went through your whole catalog, and I saw everything, and I listened to literally everything that's on YouTube. Appreciate that. There's a lot of shit on there. And there's three that stood out for me as being part of the old school generation nice one obviously is west coast jordan right there alone says it it's like a west coast old school type of beat and you could just chill and like you're doing right now bob your head exactly yeah so exactly that's my type of beat right there another one for some odd reason i've always been into like the horror beat in hip-hop so oh, that yeah. that uh halloween town that you have as well that's another good nice. one like even when um I don't know if you remember this, but this is going way back when fucking Will Smith used to go by um uh, Fresh Prince and <laughs> he had that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street track. Yeah. Okay. That was the first time I've ever heard horror integrated with hip hop and I'm huge fans of both and that just blew yeah. my fucking mind. And ever since then, so like when everyone anyone drops like like you, like the Halloween beat from the movie, like just yeah. that alone is a sick or even like they sampled the Friday the thirteenth in the background as well. That's sick too. And anything with that, I don't know, that pulls on my string. So th- that one I enjoyed as well. Yeah, me me too for some reason. I don't know what it is about horror music or horror scores. Mm. But once they're incorporated in hip hop, it's crazy. I'd say uh my favorite score ever, which is the fucking I think it was Hans Zimmerman. No, it was Hans Zimmerman who okay. created this, if you know who that is. Of course I do. Um, Fuck, that guy's I, at least I'm pretty sure it's him. I'm 80% sure. But the score for Saw is oh, ridiculous. Yes. Like, that, the score. Like, I'm sure there's many <laughs> songs in Saw, but you right. probably know what I'm talking about. No, I, the score. You're like, talking to a huge Saw fan. I pretty much almost okay. own all of them. I've seen all of them like 50 times. Don't worry. I'm a huge fan. So, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Fuck, I love that score. Like, it's, I've listened to just that numerous, numerous times in depth. Like, it's, right. it's fucking wild. I think it was Hans Zimmerman that did that. And then I think my ultimate favorite of all yours, which I would have to put on a pedestal, and it's even tagged, and that's probably how I heard it first, it's pinned to your profile on your Twitter account, is Ice Cream. Ah, yes, yes. Because I don't know, that, that again, I like the hype songs, like, to get me going. If it, if it can't make me just... While after I smoke a joint, just nod my head and bob like the West Coast beats. I want something like, should I say something like Southern, where it gets you up and all hype, like Little John type shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Ice Cream ha- sort of has that, where if you get the right rapper to it, I could so see it being like a Southern Jam type style, right? Awesome, I appreciate that. I'm glad that you like West Coast Jordan too, because I don't even like that beat. I just <laughs> because it was, I, I, fit, I felt like it had a different vibe to it. See, but that's what I like. Like people know from the podcast and listening that I tend to go towards the quirky stuff and not the more mainstream. Like I, I always say, I'm, I'm not a sheep. I'm the sheep yeah. herder. Fair enough. So yeah, those are those. So yeah, people go check them out. Obviously, you could go to YouTube. It's Ruben Ocean on YouTube. He has a whole fucking. What is it? You must have like 40 tracks or something by now on there, no? I think I do have maybe 40 to 50. It's it's hard to tell for me because they're all recent. Like, I think maybe 37 days ago, I decided I'm going to put beats on YouTube like every day. Right. And I did it for 35 days. So like three days ago, I stopped putting beats on there. So I was just like fucking lost in the sauce for a month, just making beats, all stoned, putting them on YouTube one a day. So it was like, wow. I don't know how many I have right now. 
but I think it's between 40 and 50. So when did you start all this? Because you said you're in your mid-20s. Did you start like in high school or did you pick it up after? Because I, uh, I thought I heard you say you rapped at one point as well. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I guess I'd say that like even in grade three, I started playing with the idea of like making rap music and shit. Nice. And I always kind of like rapped a little couple of rap battles here in like elementary and shit. And then okay. like near the end of high school, I linked up with my boys, Justin and Jacob. We there put together go. a little group called the Paperclick. Um, yep. So we've been kind of like rapping, nothing too serious until lately though. Um, and yeah. That's so. I, I'd say I've been making beats seriously for about eight months, but I've been I've had the programs for like since I was like twenty. I'm twenty six now. Right. Okay. So and, yeah. So you pretty much took it to the next level and wanted to be full time in the past eight months. Yeah, I'd say I, I took it to the next level in like the past three months. Oh wow! Like if you if you look at my YouTube, I think my oldest video is maybe eight or nine months old, maybe ten oh, at okay. this point. Yeah, I didn't even notice uh, that. Okay. And then there was like a maybe a three month gap where I didn't have anything. And then like a month ago, actually, when I started putting beats on YouTube every day, that's when I started taking it seriously. So I'd say about 36, 37 days ago. Wow. Yeah, for sure. And since then, things have been going crazy. Um, and, and that's just where I learned you got to just put the content out. Like I was I was too weird about my shit. Like I'd make a beat and it has right? to have the perfect picture. And like I was putting out like two beats a month maybe i thought the whole process was actually something and then i was like what the fuck am i doing man i need to fucking put the pedal to the metal and as soon as i started doing that i started getting rewarded like making hundreds of hundreds of dollars with it from that youtube like i have beats on my youtube that i have 70 views but i've already made 200 dollars off of them so like that's what counts i i learned a lot from from putting content out like a lot a lot and I learned that from going to Montreal and meeting with London on the track, if you know who that is. No, who's so that? he's a huge, huge, huge producer. He okay. does songs with uh, Nicki Minaj. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm sure Offset, I've heard his shit. Twenty One Savage. He's, he's he's legitimately huge. Like, okay. We got London on the track. That's his day. Oh, okay. Um, then yes, I've heard of him, of course. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so. I got invited to go to Montreal through my management team. So I yeah. went from Timmins to Montreal to nice. meet up with London. And he was kind of the one that put me on that mindset of like, just get it out there. Like who gives That's a true. fuck? Just put it out there. That's where the game's at. Yep. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have content just like sitting on your hard drive Thank you. as a musician. So that actually London on the track was kind of the one that, that got me in this mindset, interestingly enough. And since I started doing that, I've had huge people find my beats through my YouTube. Like, I, exactly. there's one artist that I work with. Yeah, I guess she's big enough that I can't even really mention her name. No, don't worry. She, we don't name drop or show off on the show. This is just two <laughs> okay, guys talking. Fair. Don't worry about it. Fair enough, fair enough. So she messaged me about my YouTube, which, as you see, like a couple hundred views here, a couple hundred views there. Right. Um and I've sold her 11 beats exclusively wow. in like the last month from my small little YouTube. So like, it's like, That's if you sick. take your YouTube seriously, other people will too. I'm starting to realize. And that's the thing, because I find out the same thing with the podcast, obviously, because if you don't put yourself out there, no one's going to know. And if you don't make it something serious, people are going to think you're a fucking joke. Yeah, exactly. I put a lot of 
time into my image, I'd say, before putting anything out. Like, you look you at go. my profile picture. It's like a cute little cartoon. I got a different <laughs> cartoon on my YouTube. Like, I was right. so, so focused on marketing. And now I'm just focused on, like, the art. But I put a lot into marketing. That was my biggest focus. Like, I wanted to be fucking legit. I wanted to look like I was on before I even had one song. See, thank you. And that's sort of the whole thing with me and the podcast as well. Because I used to have a co-host. Again, the the rapper I talked about earlier, my my cousin, we used to co-host together. But again, like I said, you guys lose interest in everything. And you guys are on ride or die. So he bounced and he did his thing afterwards, right? Yeah. So then it was left to me on my own. So I was like, okay, you know what? No one likes a guy who doesn't first sound professional because anything about podcasting, first off, it's the sound quality. If you don't yeah. sound like you're a legit podcast, like you have a soundboard or if you're plugged in, put it to, if, if it doesn't sound like it's coming out of your phone, then you're already doing something right. That's check yeah. number one. And that's the easiest thing to do because there's no video. So I could, with us, because we're looking at each other fine, but I could literally sit here if I'm by myself in my fucking boxers and no one knows shit, yeah. right? exactly but it's all the perceive of put making yourself out there and making yourself like a brand like same thing with me like everything is the podcast i have my logo i put that everywhere i sell t-shirts with the logo i even sell mugs with the logo just to put it fucking out there because the more eyes it gets the more hits i get right yeah honestly and i'd say a good example of that is you'll see on movies and tvs or whatever the news anchors the they're they're in their underwear they're in their underwear <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And they're on TV, so that's it's, it's all perception. It so is. That's such a common joke, and I'm sure that's happened <laughs> many, many times in the news industry, and it's legitimately just perception. <laughs> this guy's talking about a tornado somewhere, and he's fucking in his boxers. But no, nobody know. knows. That, that, yeah, I know, right? But hey, that's the thing, though. That that's what entertainment is good, because it takes you out of your reality, to somewhere else where it makes it seem like it's so-called perfect and that's yeah. wh- that's why everyone's so drawn to entertainment yeah that's that's the image man like i'm still i'm still down to invest all kinds of money into my image you know i realize when people come to my profile they're gonna want to buy a beat from someone who has a fucking picture of him riding a dragon holding like a fucking goblin's head <laughs> while whipping beats because that's just what it is, you know? Now they picture me on a fucking dragon. Like, I'm sure most people that I work with picture me as just my cartoon avatar. Most people don't even really know what I look like yet. Well, yeah, it's true. Like, even with me, even on my Instagram and Twitter, you won't find any pictures of me promoting, like, selfies or or myself. If you want, you could go and track down my wife because she takes pictures of us and posts. But other than that, you won't see me and whatever. To me, I am not my brand. My brand is its brand. Like, I don't want to be associated like, oh, he's the one from that show. No, no, no. I want people to say, oh, he works for that show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You want your your brand, your company to kind of have its own. Like, obviously... Well, not it's not obvious, and that's kind of how marketing works now that I think about it. But there's the guy, and then there's like the brand kind of thing. Yes, exactly. And you got to know how to separate the two. Well, anyway, speaking of YouTube, nowadays people put out their shit on YouTube. Now, like before, right? And the yep. whole new thing, like I brought up at the top of the show, is this whole MGK and Eminem ordeal. Now, first off, before we get started here, yep, whose side are you on? Um, holy shit, that's a good question. Because w- we might have differences, who knows? I don't know, man. I think that Eminem is, <laughs> it sounds crazy to say this okay. about Eminem, but sure. I feel like he's clout chasing. 
Oh. I love, keep in mind, I love Eminem. Okay. My grandma's thrown numerous Eminem CDs in the garbage. Like, <laughs> I, I came up on Eminem. Like, I was a young kid. I was scared of Stan. You know, that track <laughs> fucking weirded me out as a kid. Right. Like, Eminem's a huge artist in my mind. Yeah. And hearing him on songs, mentioning Lil Pump, mentioning Lil Tay, Lil Zan, it just fucking weird. weirds me out because I hold Eminem to such a high standard that I, know. I would rather think that Eminem doesn't even know who those people are, let alone <laughs> mention them in songs and stuff. So, like, right. I feel like Eminem's almost lowered his, uh, I don't even know what the word is here, but I just thought Eminem was too dope to ever fucking say the word Lil Zan. Well, and to give him credit, he did mention that on the track as well, that he shouldn't even be doing this because it's beneath him, right? So he did, like, but it's, again, That's catch true. 22. If he didn't do it, people would call him, oh, he is done. Look, he can't even fucking respond to MGK. Who is this guy? And whatever. Yeah. But then if he does it, you still, so no matter what you do, you have the naysayers. So I'm just glad he actually came out and it was decent enough. Okay, here's my perspective. MGK yeah. came out first. I'm not a huge MGK fan. I never liked him. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just don't like his flow. To me, it sounds as if everything is written and he's reading for the first time. Like, I don't know. That's how my, his flow sounds to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the choppiness. Like someone saying a couple words, stop, couple words, stop. I like the, like Eminem or, or like Busta Rhymes or like all these other guys who just flow nonstop, right? Yeah. So to me, I was never a huge MGK fan. But after reading, because I went and I actually read the lyrics for both tracks and motherfucker had some good shit to say. Oh, yeah. Now, lyrically... Sure. I think MGK did a better job than M and he was more creative, but delivery wise, M just fucking killed him. Oh, yeah. M's delivery on uh, Kill Shot was, I think it was so clean, some people didn't even fucking understand it. Like, it was really, really good. It's true. It's so true. Like, I heard some people saying, like, it wasn't that good, but, like, it was like, it was, the flow was of a caliber that we don't really get anymore. It's true, and he like mixed a little of old and new, but majority of old because that's obviously what M is, right? Yeah, exactly. So no, th- that was good. So who do you think? Okay, I hate to fuck. I hate when people say this because it makes you sound so like white and so not in to the culture. But who do you think is winning this so-called battle, or who, is it over? Do you think you're going to hear another shot from MGK? Because just today, even alone, he's been on Breakfast Club already spewing his shit, saying that this was a leg shot, not a kill shot, and whatnot. And so I'm, I'm assuming he wants to keep going. That being said, now that I think about it, I actually am on MGK's side because he's the underdog here. Okay. And like MGK is like 26, 27, 28. Right. If Eminem dissed me in a song, I'd do the same fucking thing too. I'd pack my bags and I'd be on a little press tour and everywhere that would fucking take me and and get it going. So MGK is honestly turning this into a really good thing for his career. Well, of course so, he is. Artistically, I don't know, but all I know is Eminem's his fame's essentially maxed out, and MGK's isn't. But now MGK, sure. the clout that MG, I like, no one was talking about MGK before this Eminem thing, but now he's like one of the hottest rappers maybe for the next couple of weeks. That's true. That is true. And that's the thing. So I'm actually on MGK's side just because he's so young and he's beefing with Eminem, which in itself is... That's crazy. Respect. I'd love to beef with Eminem if he's ever available. Like <laughs> That'd be great for my career. So like, I'm honestly on MGK's side because MGK's so young and he's just... He's getting dissed by Eminem. Like, how right. huge is that? Like, 
Okay. He's like the old fucking Benzino or something. Like that's a big thing. But now here's the other thing, because I'm a huge conspiracy theorist. They are technically both signed under Interscope, different divisions, mind you, but it's still one huge umbrella. How much of this do you think is actually fabricated and it's just to lift each other up? And is that the way that fucking M got away with mentioning that whole line about Diddy calling the shot on Tupac? Huh. That's a good question. I've never, I've never really thought about it like that. I guess it could be, uh, it could be um, premeditated, perhaps. You never know. Because M broke well, records. It's been crazy your shit that's happened in the game, for sure. Well, that's true. Well, MGK broke records at first with, with uh, fucking Rap Devil. But then with Killshot, he broke the all-time record for, I think, most views in one day. Yeah. So they are benefiting, and so many other companies and so many other people are benefiting as well. So you know what I mean? I don't know. In my opinion, MGK is benefiting a lot more. Well, of M- course. M only has something to lose, whereas for MGK, it's the other way around. You know what? Yeah, that is true, too. I could still see that. Like Eminem's status as a legend was solidified if he never made another song ever again. That's true. Day not so much. Now MGK can almost go up there as, like, one of the greats like this feud is even bigger than like Pusha T and Drake which was the the previous huge feud so MGK just being part of that the way that the rap game works now makes him one of the most popular artists right now yeah you know what yeah I, I, th- I think you got something there with that being said I'm on MGK's side because Eminem literally already has all of my respect so there's only like He's already maxed out. He's good to go. He's rolling. He's Eminem. He's a legend. He's solidified. Um, yeah. That's like if Dr. Dre dissed Quavo, you know? that He's so big for, for Quavo. Actually, these days, that'd be big for Dr. Dre. Never mind. You know what? It's true. Even though people seem to realize how much money that fucking man has and how much power he actually has in the music industry, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so... Definitely MGK for sure, just because I'm seeing a young artist really fucking come through with the glass half full on this one. Okay, well, I'm on M's side, of course, because obviously I grew up with him. Uh, fuck, I even hate to admit it, but uh, as a as a teenager when he was in his prime and that first Slim Shady LP dropped, I was one of the people who, uh, Slim Shady, please stand up, and I dyed my hair blonde and everything, man. <laughs> really? That's awesome. So, yeah. You could say I'm sort of an Eminem fan. <laughs> I'm an Eminem fan for sure. Like I, I think I was pretty young when it started happening, but like, yeah, I didn't dye my hair blonde or anything. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I definitely heavily remember Stan. Like Eight Mile was my well. I listen to every Eminem song. Like, right, of course. Guilty con. Like I know guilty conscience word for word. Like nice. I'm a huge Eminem fan, right. and that's almost why I'm on MGK's side because I see your perspective. I'm kinda, I'm I'm kind of sad that Eminem has mentioned fucking... I'm, I'm sad that I know that Eminem knows who Lil Xan is. <laughs> well, an- another guy who's from my era, but sort of is easing into this era, because to me, his last three or four albums have also fucking sucked, is fucking Kanye is releasing another fucking album that he just said. He's dropping another one. Yeah. That being said, biggest song right now, I love it. Kanye featuring Lil Pump. See? You gotta outsource it, I guess, these days. You gotta go get the sauce. <laughs> and I guarantee Kanye wrote that whole song. Like, you can oh, yeah. I, you can just tell, but he was like, no, I need another ingredient here. And 
just so happens to be a little pump. Well, well, yeah, of course. And again, he's a guy because now everyone from your era doesn't associate him with the old school fucking Kanye from back in the Chicago days kissing fucking Jay-Z's ass. You know what I'm saying? Now yeah. it's this guy's a mogul. This guy's fucking guy guys under him. He's, he's legit. He's still relevant. But if you think about it, he's on the same level and ages as like people like M and shit, right? Yeah, he's just stayed relevant through the Kardashians and working <laughs> with working with people like Lil Pump. Kanye's always been on that trend, you know. So if, if Kanye mentions Lil Pump in a song, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. But for Eminem to do it is weird to me, just because I've never I've never thought Eminem cared enough to do that. Yeah, I know. But again, see. It's him, I guess, trying to stay relevant as well, right? Yeah, like, he's obviously doing he's a whole weird. new campaign run here. Like, him and the boys sat down and said, we're not done here, like, let's do another one, obviously. Like, for sure. Which is interesting. But that being said, Eminem has done it successfully. Whatever it was, he did the right ingredients because his shit's popping right now. All right, what about Post Malone? Because I'm a fan of Post Malone, and he's, like, new age. He's not from the old school. Are you a Post Malone fan? Yeah, I love Post Malone. I don't really, like, listen to him or anything, but... I'm the same I, way. I don't, like, now that I've been, like, in the music industry, talking to, like, people, celebrities, like, stars, working with them like that, like, I see people a little differently, you know? Like, I don't I don't listen to Post Malone at all, but the vibe that I get from him, I really like, you know? So I, I like Post Malone as, like, a person, almost. Right. But That's exactly I don't listen it. to his music, although I do like his music. Yeah, that's pretty much legit what everybody says. Because I'm the same way too. Like, if it's on, I'll blare it, but I won't go seek for it on purpose, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not looking for it because I'm too busy listening to trap niggas. But if it comes on at a party, I'll enjoy it for sure. Well, have you heard all the bad news of late that's been happening to him with all his accidents and his fucking airplane almost crashing and everything and him getting hurt and stuff? Yeah, I see that. That's pretty crazy. I I, I definitely seen that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing now, because, <laughs> you know, we live in the age of everyone needs a story to something. And like me, like I said, I'm, I, I love conspiracies. So someone managed to get this footage of Post Malone's encounter with a haunted box, apparently, a few months before all his bad luck started happening. <laughs> so there's a video and uh, it shows him. I don't know. It's some uh, uh, I guess he's going to be a guest on Ghost Adventures uh, on, okay. on an upcoming episode or something. So they they visited the world's most haunted box. So it's like yeah. a regular shoe, like it looks like a shoe box or something, right? And it's just uh, like in a display case. And apparently it shows the video where it shows the host of the show in there and he touches the box and something happens. Then all of a sudden you see, po- and everything's black and white through a security camera, right? Of course, because all good conspiracies, it's never perfect footage, right? Yeah, of course. So <laughs> he sees him touching the box and then Post Malone comes in and no audio. You just see Post Malone's hands going up in the air, flailing everywhere and saying like, get the fuck out. I, I, again, I'm assuming he's saying get the fuck out, but it's motioning like, get out, get out. And then he goes to touch the guy and then all of a sudden Post Malone freezes as if he's getting like fucking, I don't know, as if a ghost is going in him or he's getting possessed or something. And then all of a sudden he stops out of it and they both run out of the room. So now they're saying that all this string of bad luck is because of him going into that room and someone's trying to kill him. So this is some final destination type shit. Oh, I think I may have seen that. <laughs> I, I, may have, I think I've seen that video online. Super grainy and he touches like, okay, yeah, I did see that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about that. If I was, post, I'm not like super superstitious or anything. Right. But 
you got to figure the most haunted box in the world has earned that name somehow, you know? Right? It's not just a fucking random box. I don't, uh, I don't really know too much there about uh, any of that, but, like, the most haunted box in the world isn't a box that I would be interested in uh, coming into, or the most haunted box in the world, I should say. Um, I don't know. I think if I was Post Malone, I'd be in Uganda doing some kind of fucking spiritual, like... <laughs> Like, something to combat that, you know? Like Thank you, right? Because it's true. Yeah. Like, it doesn't hurt. Like, if you see this happening and you think it's because of that, and if you don't believe in it, fine, but obviously whatever's happening to you believes it that it's happening. So just go do it. Who fucking cares? What's the worst that could happen? Nothing? Oh, well. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> the world's most haunted box, that's, that's something, you know? Especially because the guy he was with was, like, one of those fucking... Actually, now that I think about it, though, like, who installed the box? <laughs> you know, like, who put it there? Thank you, right? There's so many things. And it's behind this, like, glass case as if it's, like, fucking chemical uh, reaction of some sort going to happen if it touches the air or something. And it's like, it had to get there somewhere. Somebody had to install that. Was it just the fucking the regular guys you pay for minimum wage? <laughs> they, just, they just have to set up the most haunted box in the world? Hey, you know what? Maybe. Because if they go missing, no one's going to miss them, right? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> when they just disappear off the camera. I hate to um, say it. They got some immigrants from the South to just go there and do it. And like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'll pay a hundred bucks. Just do this one job for me. bucks. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you, you never know. Because now I'm thinking about that. Maybe they had this special, like, fucking, like, Ghostbuster team come through with, like, everything's quarantined off. And some guy came through with, like, this suit that's, like... <laughs> And just like carefully drop the glass over to make sure nothing happened. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is there's probably a lot of other people that have come into contact with that box that aren't Post Malone now that I think about it. True. So maybe that clip that they released was to plug their upcoming episode. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't doubt it. See, what he needs to do is call up, I'm assuming they know each other, call up Kanye. Because he's the only other person who's actually fucked the world's most haunted box. So maybe he's got some pointers. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's too much. That's too much. He definitely should consult with Kanye and see what's going on. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's, yeah. it, it's in the pudding. Like, I'm surprised Kanye's career still has, hasn't gone under. Because whoever goes into that family either becomes mentally ill or they end up dying. So, Jeez. Well, I think the case with Kanye is that, like, <laughs> he was a bigger star. Oh, you know what? That's right. You're, that, that is true. He wasn't, like, half famous, like a random basketball player. Right. Like, fucking number 32 on the Lions. Like, he's rich, but you don't really know who he is. Like, right. he's not Wade. Like, half famous? He was, like, the full thing, you know? So that's the secret. If you want to fuck a Kardashian, you got to be more famous than them. Yeah, exactly, or else you just get fucking lost in the sauce, and, they, and then eventually they spit you out, and you're fucking out in the streets of Calabasas, and you don't know where to go. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, no plane ticket back home, and you're in fucking Calabasas. You're the only homeless person in Calabasas. Oh, all right, how about this? This is fucked up. I wanted to bring this up with someone who's in the music industry too because imagine being a producer who lives in a village like, well, obviously if you're a producer, you wouldn't be living in a village because there's no electricity. But anyways, bear with me, pretend. There's a village (laughs) uh, somewhere in India. 
I believe, where the mothers, instead of naming their kids, like names, like how we name each other names, like instead of being Reuben or Steve or whatever, when you call them, it's a song. So you sing something and that's their name. Ooh, that'd be really inconvenient. Now, how fucked up is that? <laughs> or how intriguing is that as being in the in music the, industry? In the grand scheme of things, I don't even think that that is that fucked up. I was watching a YouTube video the other day. I'll, okay. I'll send you the link. It's fucking weird. Right. I, I think it was somewhere in India, and it was like when their relatives die, right. they keep them. They like they don't bury them. They don't get cremated. They keep them. Right. And then like once a year, they dress them up. They're like they take pictures with them. I, I think it was maybe Mexico, maybe India. I think, I think it's Mexico because I think it's some sort of cult or religion. I've heard of this thing before. So now that I've seen, if you would have asked me this question before I seen that video, I would have thought that was pretty fucked up. <laughs> but after seeing how legit and real this video was, I fucking like it was a documentary. So now I actually don't think the song thing is that fucked up because of that video I seen. Now, what would your song? What would your name be called if it was a song? <laughs> what would you want to be called? Gucci Gang by Lil Pump. Oh God. Of course. <laughs> Definitely Gucci Yang. Although, keep in mind, I am seasoned enough that my all-time favorite album is, um, like, Get Rich or Die Trying, obviously, but The Massacre, I know every... Really? Fucking, okay. I don't know what it is about The Massacre. I love The Massacre. I guess I came up on 50 Cent. Like, I'm 26, so I'm not, like... 19 you know what i you know what it is about massacre it had to be candy shop because then at least you could bump and grind with the chicks back in the day wasn't it candy shop was candy shop is awesome and that is one of like i think scott score yeah scott yeah. Scorch made that yeah and he's someone that i look up to but that's almost one of my least favorite songs on there like i find it you, annoying are you from are you familiar with the massacre i own it it's somewhere behind me actually on my cd perfect, rack perfect. yeah like I'd say, like I used to have, like I got the CD like back in the day. Yep. Like Grandma threw it out the window, but I had it for a bit. And like, my, I think my favorite song on, I don't know, I just the aggressiveness of Fifty Cent is what yeah. I like. So the, the candy shops, those they're, they're hits, but I didn't really care about them that much, other than the beat. But like the song um, "Guns Come Out," yeah, that song is fucking nasty. Like the shit that Fifty Cent was rapping about was also i'd say coupled with mm-hmm. the not so rumor that he got shot nine times right so it was it was almost the first time that like the overzealousness of the rap game had like met its match basically like 50 cent was yeah. literally saying like i forget what bar he had but said he, i get shot in the face and i spit it out or some shit like that of and course. like just all the rumors and no, it wasn't. Well, I guess it wasn't a rumor. I guess just the facts mixing with the overzealousness of his bars is what did it for me for fifty. So everything he said, I just fucking believed it because even if he didn't do it, he's, I know he's been involved in crazier shit. So like right. on the spectrum of crazy shit, Fifty Cent was like there. Plus, I don't know. I just love the aggressiveness of it. Like in my hood. I don't know, The Massacre, I know every word on it. But my least favorite songs are Candy Shop and um, there's one song on there that's like, It Makes You Better, You Make Me Better. Oh, yes, I know that track. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Again, that's a, that's for chicks, right? 
Because back in the day, yeah, they used to make tracks on even on hardcore hip hop albums. They slip in one little chick track where if 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 you're in bed with someone, like okay, let me fast forward to this. There you go. All right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's definitely calculated. But yeah, on and even the intro on Massacre is fucking disgusting. Like it's just some fucking submachine going off. I don't. Oh man, the Massacre is my favorite album by far. Like. By far. Well, there you go. Mine is. I'm not um, gonna like Fifty Cent anymore because he's the. Ma- I hold the massacre too dear. Like you know, I I couldn't have foresaw when the massacre came out that like when I picture Fifty Cent now he's on Instagram live in a suit. But like back then I was picturing him literally in the streets with a fucking bullet in his face selling drugs. Oh like, my god. Well, of course we all fell for it right at the beginning. It it, it was a shtick. But for me, my favorite all time is uh, Life After Death. That has to be my okay. favorite. Like to even to the point where I have two cats and, and one of my cats' names is Biggie. So there you go. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I like that. So oh oh, and for me, what I would want to, someone to hum or sing when <laughs> they call me would have to be the beat from Nothing But a G Thing. Just go. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize it. It would have to be just a lyric thing. That or. That being said, or not just a lyric thing, you can do a melody too. Yeah. That being said, I want like Wild Thing. Is that a song, Wild Thing? What's oh yeah, like Wild Thing. Yeah. You make that, my heart sing. That would be mine. <laughs> there you go. Either that or this is how we do it. Oh my god. <laughs> but that would be a bit awkward if your parents are calling you though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You don't want that shit. <laughs> but also, your name is already a song, so awkward is probably you're probably past that. <laughs> well, we touched on the Kardashians earlier because of the whole Kanye thing. Are you a fan of the Kardashians? Do you find that type of woman attractive, like half fake Instagram models, or are you to is natural there? beauty? Yeah, I'm very interested in fake Instagram models. Oh, okay, but, so you're one of those. All right. But also, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Natural beauty is great too. For sure. Well, that's that's even better, of course. But yeah, I'm definitely not opposed to Instagram models. Big fan. Um, I also really like the Kardashians. When I was in college, I wow. used to watch the Kardashians like almost every day, keeping up with the Kardashians, and I learned a lot about like, like and this was also at the time wow. when they first started popping. Yeah. So it, it literally was a conversation like, "Oh my gosh, do you like the Kardashians? Yeah. They're so stupid and ditzy." And I'm like, "Yo, I actually watch the show." <laughs> so like, when I enter a Kardashian conversation, I'm not just talking about fucking how they haven't had like liposuction or like work done. Like right. I've seen the episodes where they're putting in work. They're fucking crying because the situation didn't work out. Oh they're my god. Investing millions <laughs> into certain business situations like I've seen the business end of it. Right, I've yeah, seen, yeah. Like, how much work that actually they put in themselves to like make shit happen. Yeah, and I I love the Kardashians. If you if you watch it, you realize how much grind that they actually like literally blood, sweat, and tears that they put into this shit. Okay, it's a lot. <clears throat> okay, I gotta stop you right now. I hate cutting off my guests because that's not something polite or what you should do in the industry ever. But I, I have to put a stop to this. This is blasphemy. I say Fair blasphemy enough. because. Like you, I do watch the Kardashians, but it's because that's one of my wife's favorite shows. 
So when it's, we usually, okay, well, it's only the two of us. We have two TVs in the house, obviously. We have no kids. So I could yeah. technically go and watch something else. But I don't mind sitting beside my wife and it gives me time to do stuff for the podcast. I could go on my iPad, I do some work and it's on in the background. You know what I'm saying? But obviously I see and I catch stupid shit, especially when they're going off. And the whole thing that I can't deal with is when they play the violin and they complain. Fuck you. Like, get the fuck. Okay, life is hard. And even this week alone, I didn't even want to bring this fucking shit up. But everyone's talking about it. How fucking Kylie ate fucking cereal for the first time with fucking milk. What the fuck is this shit, man? This is true, but this shit is literally (sighs) all a subsidy of... What's the the mom's name? Um, Oh, I forgot her name. Oh, man. I don't know. I I can't remember her name. Whatever. I call her her Michael Jackson because she's dying to look like Michael Jackson. The way she dresses, everything she's doing to her face now, she looks like a female version of fucking Michael Jackson. Fuck, I can't believe I can't remember her name. Anyways. Whatever, the mother. Yeah, we know. Everything that's happened here is a subsidy of how hard she grinded. Okay, fuck, again. Okay, stop. The only thing she grinded was leaking the fucking sex tape of fucking Kim Kardashian, all right? Yeah, but think about how far she's taken that piece of content to where it is now. That that I give her props for, yes. I I commend her for that. But, again... She took the easy way out and she had a lot of connections. Like, come on. Like, if me or you were to put out a sex tape, would anyone fucking care? Paris Hilton has put out sex tapes and hasn't gotten the buzz that Kim yeah. Kardashian. You know what? Like, That's I true. A sex You're tape right. is a sex tape. You're right. But it's also, it's also content, you know? Like, some people legitimately get popping off of a sex tape. Yeah. So, literally how... Um, the mother marketed this sex tape has literally built because like they were already famous that's the thing uh rob kardashian the father yeah because um, of oj he, he was on the oj trial yeah so him and fuck as if the mother were, all, <laughs> I were already in their own right very famous they're already yeah. in documentaries like they're on tv they're on the news they had millions yep. like everybody knew who they were but not everyone. Like they were like they were famous to the people that wa- that were around during the OJ thing. But somehow yeah. the mother has rebranded herself. Most of the people that like the Kardashians don't even know about the OJ thing. So That's they were true. all they were already famous. They were on a level, and then she took it with that sex tape from here all the way to here. Because yeah. before that sex tape, Kim Kardashian was consistently seen with Paris Hilton. She was Paris yeah. Hilton's best friend. Yeah, she was her bitch. Years. And even being Paris Hilton's best friend wasn't enough to get her to the level that she was at. So they like Kim Kardashian is famous as like fucking Donald Trump. Like she she literally like she's probably the biggest celebrity almost in the planet. So See, and I could see that side of it all and I understand that, but there's Okay, because again, I'm from the old school and I understand the paying of the dues shit. It doesn't matter anymore. If you're talented and you could go right away, why should you have to pay dues? I totally understand that. But at the same time, there's an easy way of getting to the top. And there's, well, you know what? That doesn't even make sense too. Because who am I to say what's easy from what's normal from what's hard, right? Exactly. So I I do see where you're coming from. Yeah, I think you almost got me convinced that they leverage, like I see where you're coming from, where they... Yeah, exactly. they leveraged everything from that one minimal sex. Like uh, like you said, let's go back. 
Paris Hilton, the original, Pamela Anderson. She was more yeah. famous before the sex tape than she was after. By far. You know what I mean? So people seem to forget that, that all her success came before. Because she wouldn't be with the fucking guy from Motley Crue, Tommy or whatever his name is. Yeah, Tommy Lee. Yeah, she wouldn't be with him if she wasn't famous herself, right? So. Exactly. So exactly. I do see that aspect because look, even here's another one. I'm sure everyone has watched this. The Screech fucking porn video. Jeez. Where is he now? He's not doing shit. Exactly. And also, if you think about how Kim Kardashian came in the game with the sex tape, yeah. and how a lot of older women and younger women have just pretty much written that off, yeah. and they just respect her as a businesswoman and a mother, it's crazy. Like, the marketing that's put it... And we also have to keep in mind that from this sex tape, spawned nine other careers because there's Courtney, there's yeah. the other Kardashians, their boyfriends, like and now they've Thank split you. up from their boyfriends and yeah. their boyfriends' girlfriends have YouTube channels. Like yeah. it's so much has come from that sex tape because the mother took it there. Like there's celebrity, there's stardom, there's superstardom, and then there's Kim Kardashian. So like their mother took them through those four levels. Either way, they were already at Celebrity. They were with Paris Hilton. But it took yeah. a whole lot of grind to surpass Paris Hilton. And oh. they have, by far. Okay, and her name, her name is Chris, just to put it. Oh, because people must yeah. be yelling at us. Her name's fucking Chris, man! These guys are real fans! How do you not know? <laughs> exactly. So I heavily respect Chris Jenner's work ethic and it seems like she's distilled that in the other ones because you always see kim kardashian she's promoting something she's creating something she's yeah. building something chloe's got the website they all have clothing lines their kids probably have clothing lines they're doing their kids instagrams like they've taken the art of being a socialite to the absolute next level see but that's what's dangerous because there's one thing of pretending to be this thing and then putting out into the world that you are this thing so now every little girl idolizes you and thinks that that's normal because that's not fucking normal their lifestyle right like for example yeah. the whole reason why i brought up this whole kardashian thing and we went on our rant because i didn't even know you were a fan so that, that worked out perfect <laughs> but some chick from britain this was a, f a few weeks ago now some chick from britain wanted a brazilian butt lift because yeah. that's the thing you everyone wants a kardashian ass right yeah so she was only 29 I don't know why you're getting a lift at 29. Like, I understand if you're a bit older and you want to still maintain, that's fine. Even though I still don't believe in it. I would, like, I even told my wife herself too. I want you to age gracefully. I don't want you to look like fucking Frankenstein from one day to the other once we get older. Because that's what ends up yeah. happening when you start fucking around. You know what I mean? So I would rather take a lifetime of you being beautiful than just a little time frame of you being a supermodel, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, perfect. So this chick, only 29, goes for a Brazilian butt lift. And because they're so expensive everywhere, because they're underage, she decided to do it on the black market. Because that's the thing to do as well, right? To save some money. Yep. So then this is how fucked up it is. It was cheaper for her to fly to Turkey and do it there than to actually do it in Britain itself. So she flew to Turkey, does this procedure, and doesn't wake the fuck up and ends up dying. I think that I read that as well, I'm pretty sure. Now, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. how, sure. like, is that what beauty costs you? Is literally your life? Then what's the point? Yeah, that I've I definitely seen that, and that was pretty crazy. 
But I don't. We can't necessarily contribute that to the Kardashians. I don't think that's like that's like the Maryland Man little bit thing, you know. But it is still a little bit because again, like being in like everything, like me growing up, like I said, I I colored my hair blonde because I wanted yeah. to be like Eminem. So you, you see, there's an influence. I'm not saying that it made her and be like, you know what, Kim has it, I'm going to do it. No, no, that's fine. But I'm sure the influences and then seeing everybody on magazines and then going on Instagram and you know what I mean? It all leads to this big ball of fucking nonsense and misconception of what a real life is, right? Yeah, this is this is true. I think that's kind of where the entertainment aspect comes from. It Like the Kardashians are almost like some of the best entertainers we've seen, you know, we're having yep. a conversation about them right now. There are many other people God on other podcasts are speaking about them right now. I wouldn't so doubt I, it. I, I just feel, pardon? I said, I wouldn't doubt it. And I'm already oh, yeah, sickened that we've so given like, enough. From my perspective, it's like the Eminem thing. Eminem did all kinds of fucked up and influenced all kinds of people, but he was just being like the most authentic version of himself. Yeah. And from that, that's what happened. Also, with Kim Kardashian, she's lived in Calabasas her whole life. True, uh, that's true. Getting b- butt implants, getting lip implants, getting this kind of stuff. To her, that's the norm. Bitching about oh, that's stuff true. that doesn't really matter, like, it's kind of the norm. It's like the the lifestyle she's been brought up in. So I would never want Kim Kardashian to censor herself, just like <laughs> I wouldn't want Eminem to. Right. And, To me, that's what she's about. She's just the highest tier of being a socialite. You know, they're willing to to get enhancements on their body or whatever to to do things for their career. Like I may even get a rhinoplasty at some point in my career. Like (laughs) if it was if it was something that that made sense to me and I was passionate about it, then I would do it and I'd put it on my Instagram and whoever it influenced. That's what happened, you know. Like it's like Marilyn Manson back in the day, getting blamed for all kinds of shit. But he's, he's yeah, being the most authentic version of himself. You know what? And- I shouldn't again. See, this is going back to the old school thing of getting old and being that guy. Well, back in my day, because I went through this as a kid when Grand Theft Auto first came out for the first yeah. time on a PlayStation, right? And it was like, oh my god, look, see, people are shooting each other because of Grand Theft Auto. They're playing that fucking game. And it's like, well, not really. Yeah, somebody might do that, but that person isn't really stable. Why don't you do the full facts and see? Because if it wasn't Grand Theft Auto, if you started watching Rambo or started watching the fucking, what, what, the, what, what's that movie? Not Untouchables. With all those fucking action guys now. I was going to say The Incredibles, not The Incredibles, man. With fucking <laughs> Stallone and all those fucking old fucking oh, 90s uh, guys. What the fuck is that franchise now? I forget what it's called. Holy it's shit. It's not very memorable, but no, I know not. what you're talking But anyways, about. yeah. So if they were to see, even see something like that, that would have probably put them over the edge. But a normal person who knows right from wrong is not going to do anything different, right? So yeah, I, I exactly. see the point again. So, like, if we're operating in a world where Grand Theft Auto is able to do whatever it wants, Kim Kardashian should also be allowed to. Well, that is true. Grand Theft Auto is the bottom of the barrel. You're literally shooting hookers in the face to get your fucking money back. To get it back after you've banged them. And you're eight years old at the time. You know what I mean? So, like, if the world is down for those kind of influences to exist, then also Kim Kardashian has to have the right to fucking do whatever it is that she likes to do, basically. Same with Eminem. Same, like, 
the most disappointing thing about Eminem's new campaign, right. like he went, like he, what did he say? He called Tyler the Creator a fag or something like that yeah. in one of his songs. I don't know exactly yeah. what it was, something but then like Eminem came out and said, "Hey, I apologize for calling Tyler the Creator a fag," which he probably should do. He shouldn't have called him a fag in the first place. Yeah. But the Eminem that I listen to doesn't release apologize. a bar. And- and then apologize for it. What the fuck is that? Eminem's called all kinds of guys faggots and doing all kinds of crazy shit. Never <laughs> apologize for it. But now it's at a place where even Eminem isn't being the most authentic version of himself, and Kim Kardashian is. So in my mind, it's that's how up. I'm looking at it. Kim Kardashian is influencing all kinds of people, but that's just the way it goes. People want to be influenced by her because they like what's going on. Okay, well, do you like to eat lobster? Are you a lobster I guy? I love lobster. You like seafood? Okay, cool. I, I'm a seafood type of guy. Now, I love lobster. And we've already said it. We, we, we both enjoy uh, meddling in the cannabis. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I definitely do meddle in a little bit of cannabis. I'm looking for a joint as we speak <laughs> that I lost. All right. Now, how about this? In Maine, so in, in the States... So, you know, obviously, if, if you go get lobster, if it's a good lobster at a fresh restaurant, they have the lobsters in the tank, you, you sometimes you oh, pick them, <laughs> sometimes you pick up the lobster, sometimes you don't, sometimes <laughs> the waiter grabs it for you, whatever, right? And then, yep. and then they kill it, and then you eat it, whatever. So, in Maine, now they're giving people the option when they purchase lobster to get the lobster high... And then cooking them that way, because while the lobster is high, it feels less pain when it's burning to death in the boiling water. Yes, okay. Now, would you order infused lobster, I mean, uh, lobster with infused cannabis? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. How great is that? Think about that, right? Yeah, well, I'm like, (laughs) I'm sure when you get to Maine and you're like, I'll have the lobster, and they're like sober or stone. <laughs> and you're like, um, I'll try the stones this time, please. And then you just go from there, I guess. That is fucking hilarious. Not kidding. I would definitely do that. You have the, you have the best of both worlds, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure the next time I go, I'd be like, oh, I'll try the sober this time. But yeah, I don't see why not. I guess. People have been fucking burning lobsters. I guess this happened recently, though, because there was a new thing that came out that said, holy fuck, after we've burned 10 billion lobsters, we just realized it's super, super painful for them. Let's get them stoned first. See, that's the whole thing, too, with this whole everything is bad for you, everything causes this, this, and that. And, okay, like, I eat meat. I'm not a big eater of meat, so if everyone bans meat, I really won't care because I could find my own ways of getting... I guess because I, I I like fish and chicken, so I can get away with that. And I don't consider chicken meat. I'm sure most people don't, anyways. And especially the way the food industry is moving along, pretty soon chickens aren't even going to be real. So who fucking cares? They're just literally manufacturing meat for us. Fair enough. So, to me, if you're not, I don't even know how to do this because it's so sensitive. It's like, okay, we all know in the wild, animals eat animals, right? They do. Yes. We're not in the wild. Our means of taking down an animal is by using weapons or by using devices to take them down because we're not physically as strong as certain animals. It's true, yeah. So what is the difference? This is our natural habitat. Even though 
we took it away from the animals, fine. But you put up a guy against a lion, you think that lion's going to feel anything towards that man? Or is he going to attack him and kill him on the spot? Probably kill him on the spot, yeah. Like, I'm all for hunting for food. I'm not for hunting for game. To me, that's disgusting. Because, again, it's not fair. If you want to hunt a fucking lion, strap on some MMA gloves, put on a fucking mouth guard, and go out there in the wild and try and fucking kill an animal that way and see how you fare. Because using a gun, that to me, that's fucking the coward's way, right? Yeah, I actually have the exact same opinion on that. Okay, good. Which is kind of weird living. Also, I'd like to mention that before, I was saying that it was weird that Eminem apologized for calling Tyler the Creator a fag. I would just like to mention I'm super LGBTQ friendly. I just thought it was weird that Eminem was retracing on anything, not just that specifically. Yeah, of course. That I I do have a lot of gay friends. I'm super LGBTQ friendly. Respect to them. There you Um, go. Yeah, back to the question, though. Uh, yeah, especially being from Timmins, like, everyone, like, shooting animals in the face here just for fun. So, like, right. I don't know. It's, it's just not a thing for me. I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is. I just don't like seeing a little deer get fucking its eyeballs sucked out by a big fucking bullet just because, you know, even if you are going to eat it, you know, it's, it's not, it wasn't necessary for you to do that. I'd rather see a deer live for fucking, I don't know, their life expectancy, but yeah. three or four more years frolic around there and eat a little bit of grass instead of you just fucking shooting them for fun and then moving on. So I, I don't, I don't like hunting either. Um, like hunting for game anyways. I don't even yeah. really like people hunting for food because it's like, it's not necessary. It's still just hunting for game. Yeah. If I shoot, shoot a fucking bear, and then I chop it up and eat it. Like, I didn't have to. Well, that's true. But, again, I'm, I'm talking about, like, more if you're out in the wild. You mean, like, for trophies? Yeah, for like, trophies. Yeah. That's that's not cool. Like, you know, like how you see all these rich fucking privileged people going to Africa on the safari. And they're literally standing over a carcass of a lion and putting it on Instagram. That, that That's yeah. fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? I think, I think that's disgusting for sure. Like, hunting's gotten to the point, especially around here, where people are, like, hunting for deer moose bears and shit and they're up in a tree and they have some little fucking thing at the bottom of the tree that smells like a fucking female deer i know right so buddy comes along looking for a little trim and they shoot him right in the fucking head like it's it's literally just like a game like the the hunter's in absolutely no danger they're 45 yards away from the thing they're shooting i know and the thing they're using is so powerful that the other thing doesn't have a chance so it's like there's nothing too respectable about that it's like Humans are, I think, so smart that we should, like, start taking care of animals instead of just, like, trying to kill them. Well, that's the thing, and that's what I was just going to bring up, too. Like, this is what I mean about humans. We always take the easy way out. What's, why do you think we are in the PC society now? Because it's so easy to hop on Twitter and point fingers. And to me, it's the same thing with these so-called activists like PETA. That's great. You guys are doing a great job. I'm not here to bash you, but I'm just saying in general, who are you to decide to go after a restaurant for burning a lobster and you don't go after these hunters because they provide so much money in taxes and so forth and so on. Like the means don't make the same, I guess, sense to me. It's all death. So why are you choosing which deaths are okay? If you're totally into PETA, then everything needs to be abolished. Yeah, I agree. And I'd say just like everything else, it's probably politics. That's Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, it's gotta be just like everything else. But I totally agree. Like, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to kill a lion, but I'd like for it to be close, you know? Like, I, I don't want to 
shoot a lion, but if I was to ever get confronted by one and I killed it, I'd be very proud of that. Well, especially <laughs> if you're killing it to survive and it attacked you for no reason. Like, just say, like here in Ontario, I'm sure you're aware of African Lion Safari where you go through and you see all the animals, right? Now, say for some odd reason, some lion is on crack, decides to run the fucking car, car spills over, everyone falls out, they die, you're left, and you end up killing this animal. That's a bit different. I'm down to fight a lion, and if I won, that would be great, but I'm not looking to hunt it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. I don't know. Again, being a cat owner, I can't, because to me, that's a huge cat, but... Have you, I'm sure you've had, but obviously everyone's had once in their life, vacationed. You've gone to a beach, you've, you've had sand in between your toes, I assume? Is... I have had sand in between my toes, but I don't think I've ever necessarily gone on vacation, though. Okay, well, you know what a beach is, obviously. I like that. I everyone. do, okay. a couple of beaches here. Yeah, exactly, because these guys got lakes up there, right? So, yep. now imagine this. You walking along the beach, taking a nice stroll... Maybe you have even a joint in hand and you're smoking a joint, walking along the beach, enjoying the sunset by yourself one day, had a stressful day of making some beats. Maybe you dealt with a diva hip-hop artist, who knows, and you just wanted yep. to relax for a bit. So you're strolling down the beach and then you see a huge-ass duffel bag. And you're like, hmm, what the fuck could this be? First thought, ah, it's probably some clothes. You know, someone forgot their change of clothes on the beach. Maybe yep. I'll see if there's something, leave it here or put a tag or whatever. You open it and you find... Over a hundred pounds of fucking weed in there. Yep. What would you do, my friend? <laughs> first thing I would do is pick it up. Would I be by myself? Yes. Okay, first thing I would do is look around, make sure that no one was there. <laughs> say, hey, hey, you forgot your bag. And then when nobody answered, I would grab it and fucking run to my vehicle as quickly as possible. And, yeah, I, that's it. <laughs> it's it not anything. I thought you were going to say money. So I was thinking about, I was like, fuck, that you'd have to return. But we can't even really return. You can't really fucking go online and say, hey, man, like, look at this. Everyone's yeah. going to claim it. So if, if you find Thank weed you. and you got to, the most important thing, though, <laughs> is to say, even if, even if you know there's no one around, Sir or ma'am, you you've you've lost you've dropped your bag. Yeah. And then when no one answers, you fucking book out of there with it, it, and there you go. Now, not to put a light on the whole situation, because the hurricane situation with uh, Florence and everything down south—that's that's horrible. But this yeah. is what happened: someone was walking along the beach after the hurricane hit, and they found a hundred pounds worth of fucking weed, just I guess washed up onto shore from somewhere. So that's even better, because now you know it probably came from Cuba or something. Who fucking knows? Or off a boat. Maybe it was a shipment of some sort. Who knows? But that's fucking crazy. A hundred pounds. Yeah, Holy they shit. They should have, I don't know what happened, but they should have grabbed that, put it in their car, drove home, and fucking started working on a plan. See, but that's what ended up happening. Apparently, it wasn't only one person. I posed a question to you as if you were by yourself, but apparently there was... The cops came, not because they knew there was weed, but because there was a huge scuffle and everyone was fighting for it on the beach. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I guess in that situation, it's fucking everyone for themselves. Everyone reverts to their primal human instincts. I know, right? <laughs> and they just start trying to get as much of this marijuana as possible. Like, no way. Yeah, I can see that happening. I could also see myself... <laughs> being in that scuffle like if you're on the beach you're having a couple beers and then a hundred pounds <laughs> weed shows up 
yeah. the beach, like you're reverting back to your primal instincts. <laughs> like literally, that's interesting. Yeah, no kidding, right? I I just yeah. found that fucking interesting because, like I said, I don't know. I don't even know if I would react fast enough because I don't think it would compute in my mind that this is actually happening. Because to me, again, we, we've talked about this before we went on air. You're a guy with the glass half full, whereas I'm the guy with the glass half empty. So first thing I would do is look around and be like, who the fuck's filming this? I know I'm getting set up for something. Someone's fucking, this is, this is not right. This does not just happen regularly to people. Like, so I, with me, with all the paranoia that I have sometimes, I would probably wouldn't even take it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like looking back I, now, I don't think I would because, like I said, I would think it would be like a scope out just to nail me for something that I didn't do. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I guess being the, the glass uh, half full kind of guy, I probably would have went for it immediately. And if someone came out of the bushes and said, "Ah, you're on camera on my YouTube channel," and say, "Oh fuck, uh, my YouTube is Ruben X Ocean. Here's my Instagram and." Let's get it. <laughs> Let me know your Twitter. We're going to fucking build off of this. Let's go. <laughs> okay, one last thing before we get into... Actually, I'm, I'm going to want your opinion as well because I need to name this fucking goddamn thing because I've been doing a dumb games, like a dumb laws game at the end. So I'll yeah. have you participate like everyone else. And then after you participate and see what it's all about, see if you could think of a good name that I could bestow upon this because I just hate saying it's the, the dumb laws game because, again, that sounds too white for me. Laws. But before we touch on that, you... I know you're into sports because you're a football fan, but are you into basketball? Yeah, yeah, I was. I played football uh, in high school. But how, what about basketball? Are you a basketball fan? Um, nope. Oh, uh, what about Space Jam? Did you ever watch Space Jam as a kid? Oh, yeah. Okay. Space Jam's a fucking classic for sure. Well, it's been announced as of this recording that Space Jam 2 is going to start filming next season when lebron james is off season so lebron's gonna be the new star of space jam finally confirmed thoughts do you think they should leave it alone do you think it's gonna be garbage i think that they should leave it alone and there's a good chance it'll be garbage but i also think that almost anything created after 1999 is garbage so like i have a really bougie vision on it I, I know. I say this all the time. Like Hollywood would redo the Mona Lisa if they could. <laughs> so every time I hear like, "Holy fuck, Titanic two in space is coming out," I'm like, "Yo, of course it is. Like, of course." So I would love if they left Space Jam alone, but that's yeah. not happening. And they'll probably they'll probably do three Space Jams with LeBron. And 20 years from that's now, true. when the next big basketball guy's doing it, they'll fucking redo it until the planet's over well there is some good news because they are still in talks for michael jordan to also appear as sort of like a mentor slash coach type of person so i don't know if that's good i'd be i'd allow that (laughs) right because at least it tugs on the nostalgia era and they could go back and like quote stuff from the original movie and whatnot and not make it seem like it's forced right yeah, I definitely would need some Michael Jordan in there to, to kind of attach the two. <laughs> there definitely needs some nostalgia. I, I need Bugs Bunny to be there too, I think. Well, of course. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I love the first one just way too much. Like I know. Hopefully they could do... if. Yeah, I guess if they kept the character... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Hollywood <laughs> would do the Mona Lisa if they could. <laughs> all right so let's go into this dumb laws game that i uh came up with here on the show for the last few weeks now no pressure just so you know only one guest has passed this game so okay. it's fairly somewhat i guess 
not hard, but it's pretty out there. So in a, in a nutshell, I have three categories. I have Canadian laws, American laws, world laws, okay? And in yeah. each category, I present to you three dumb laws, and you have to tell me which one is the true dumb law of the three. Make sense? Yeah. All right. Since you're the guest, you heard my three categories. Which category do you want first? Uh, American. You want to go American. So one of these three is the correct dumb law, all right? Yeah. So in St. Louis, Missouri, it is illegal not to eat barbecue at least once a week. In Tucson, Arizona, it is illegal for women to wear pants. Yeah. In Stamford, Connecticut, it is illegal to offer an umbrella to a stranger. Fuck. <laughs> I know there's a lot of stupid laws in America, so this is just like... <laughs> I know whatever law this is, I basically guarantee it's super, super old and nobody abides by it, but it's yep. still a law. Yep. Um, fuck. <laughs> They're honestly... They're honestly all eligible, even the pants one, because I've I've read some really stupid laws. Um, <laughs> fuck. I guess the umbrella one. Sorry, you're you're incorrect. You should have stuck with the pants. It is illegal in Arizona fuck. for a woman to wear pants. Fuck. The <laughs> dumbest of all of them. Like oh. oh my gosh. All right, 0 for 1. You can Fair still, you can still redeem point. yourself. To American stuff, like, oh, okay. Next, what do you want? Canadian or world? Uh, world. World. All right. So one of these is true. In Mexico, it is illegal for a priest to wear his garb in public. In Argentina, it is illegal to have a doorbell. In Ecuador, it is illegal to approach an officer while riding a bicycle. Um, I'm going to say the priest one. Ding, ding, ding. You got it right. Nice. I figured because it was like the most, the most detailed. Ah, gotcha. All right. All right. So you're one and one. This is the, the tiebreaker to see if you successfully win. And the prize for winning is that I'll, I will allow you to come back on in a future episode. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. All right. So Canadian, you should know this one because you're Canadian, right? So you think. Yeah. All right. So I think, yeah. In Oshawa, it is illegal to climb a tree. In Mississauga, it is illegal to play an instrument in a public park. In Peterborough, it is illegal to not finish your drink at a bar. And all these cities are within Ontario for our international listeners. Um, holy shit. I'm going to say <laughs> the the first one. What was the first one? In Oshawa, it oh, is... Climb a tree. Climb a yeah, tree. I'm going to say that one. Final answer? Mm-hmm. And there you go. You are allowed to come back on a future episode. You have beat Woo! the Dumb Laws game. <laughs> Fucking right. I think I actually like the Dumb Laws game. It's simple. Or, or the name of the Dumb Laws game. It's simple, and it makes sense. What about the DL game? The DL game works, but I I think that I like Dumb Laws game because 
simple and to why, the point. I don't know why I didn't realize at first, but <laughs> it, it's pretty self-explanatory. Well, that's true. So you, you you say go with just the dumb laws game, and that's it. Yeah, I like it. All right, that's one for the dumb laws. I'll, I'll keep forming laws. a consensus and see what I come up with because I really do need a name for this thing. Because those are really dumb laws, and, and three of them are true. Okay, so now I don't know if I should feel offended or if I should feel like I should pat myself on the back because I came up with all the other dumb laws. So you calling me stupid? No, I actually like <laughs> the dumb laws. I, I, but my suggestion is the priest one was way too detailed. See, but that's where I thought I would throw you off. See, I thought the other way. I'm like, okay, this one's really detailed. So he's going to be like, no, he really went into detail. No other one was this detailed. So no, that one can't be it. So I tried to do a reverse psychology on you. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I, I think I was coming at it from a reverse psychology thing too. Like, why is this so detailed compared to the other ones? Where did he get this shit? You reverse reverse psychology me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So, so, well, But other than that, I really like that game, to be honest. Perfect. Because um, I try, because the p- problem with these type of games is I, I like to do stuff so the listeners... Because this is not really an interactive type of show, unless you yeah. follow me on Twitter or Instagram, right? But I understand a lot of people don't want to follow and whatnot, which is fine. To me, if as long as you listen, that's good enough for me, right? So yeah. while they're listening in their head, they could be like, oh, I want to know which one is the right one. And it's not really something you could Google that quickly to find out and cheat on. Because that's the other problem with today's society. How can you come up with something where people could play or follow along without cheating? Because we have Google everywhere. That's a, you should, I'm sure you've seen it, but the game HQ. Oh, I play it all the time, man. Are, are you on that shit? I don't, I'm not an HQD myself, but people, like I, some people I hang out with play it. And I, I think that's a good, good way to do it is, is time-based. You know what? That's true too. Yeah, that is a good way. So you got like no time with HQ. Like you pretty much have to know. Yeah. I've even seen people do it where like the person next to them is Fuck off. like the, the Google person. And it's still not quick enough. Like. No, it's not. It's that is so true. Well, well, there's one thing I didn't want to. We didn't touch on was video games. So now for sure you got to come back next time because you are also a gamer like I am. So we have a lot in I common, am. my friend. So we'll have to delve in to the video. Okay, just one thing on video games. Yep. Which system do you own? Xbox One. Fuck off, man. We have so yep, much in PS4. common, but so much the opposite as well. Oh my gosh, you have PS4. Well, I'm old, so. The older generation is into PlayStation, where your generation is into Xbox, right? Yeah, I guess. I feel like it all stems from like 10 years ago when you had to pay for Xbox Live, but yeah. you didn't have to pay for PS2 Live or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I honestly feel like that's where it started. Whenever I think about it, I'm like, dude, that was it. People decided when they were 14, no, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to spend $9.99 a month to play Xbox. And that's it. And half the people were like, nope, I'm doing it for free. And those people are just <laughs> still with it. Like, No kidding. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So next time you have on, we'll try and touch more, obviously, what you're up to and what you're doing. But we'll touch on the video games as well. So yeah, on, man, we on, got a lot to talk about. On that note, plug yourself away. Whatever, any upcoming projects, wherever people could find you, whatever you want to put out there, the floor is yours. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. My Instagram, I just changed it from the fashionable prince to, to from Ruben with love. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out my YouTube. Just type in Ruben Ocean. Yeah. Just Google me. You can just type yeah. in on Google or whatever. That's true um, too. 
I used to be working with a group called the Paper Click. I fucking love them. They're my brothers. But I separated to focus on making beats. Um, so I've been doing that. I'm a sorry, sorry, hold on. As of a couple of weeks ago. Pl- uh, yeah. Please don't tell me that you're the Beyonce of the group and you're just going to leave them in the dust w- once you make it. Yeah, that's that's the plan. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love these guys. I just had to focus on mm. on beats. Like no, we were doing I hear rap you. shit. Yeah. So like I don't I don't want, I'm not into doing like the vocals and stuff right. anymore. So I'm just focused on the beats. But yeah, follow them too. They're called the Paper Click. You know, like those guys are my boys. Um, but yeah, that's all my shit. Just just Google me. Beautiful. And for me, you could find me on Instagram, Twitter, PSN. And HQ, talk about fucking branding, all finger styles, I'm easy to find, you Google finger styles, that's, I'm the only one on fucking planet earth that has that moniker, so that's how I branded myself, but if you want to follow the podcast, follow the podcast DAP on Twitter, and also email us, the podcast DAP at gmail.com, and obviously iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, find me also on the Pod Bros Network, Every Sunday on EMZT Radio, I'm on their podcast block from 1 to 6. I'm usually on between 3 or 4. So check us out there if you're into terrestrial radio. And obviously, go to poppyapparel.com and buy something nice for your woman. It's a full women's clothing apparel store. They have everything from accessories to clothing. Like I said at the top of the show, it's fall season, so buy yourself something nice. Enter the promo code THE PODCAST with a capital D. You get 10% off, free shipping worldwide. And if you're also into shopping online, Go to wehavemerch.com. That's where I have my merch store. Type in the podcast in their search engine. You'll see everything come up from mugs to women's tees to men's tees, black or white. Either way, because I don't discriminate. And that's about it. Awesome. So, my friend, till next time, happy trails. I'll see you on the interwebs, as they say. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely see you around. I tried, I was just about to try to do the, you know, what's that? that thing where you're ending things from uh, the movie with Jim Carrey where everyone's watching them. From what? What, what are you talking about? And if I don't see you, have a good day, have a good... Fuck, I forget what it is. I screwed it up. I don't know my shit as much as I should on Jim Carrey movies. But until next time, we'll definitely talk about some games. I think we got a lot to talk about, so next time you want to get me on hit me up we'll get it popping bro I appreciate it and of course I know you you like to do business in Toronto so whenever you're in the neighborhood I'm not too far from the airport pop on in we'll do something in studio and we'll go from there fuck yeah that'd be great man thanks for having me on I'll talk to you soon sounds good on that note he's Ruben I'm Steve this is the podcast peace peace